Well, g'day everyone and welcome to The Journey this week. My name is Jude Hennessy. I'm the host of this show, which basically means I get to, like you, listen in to a whole bunch of really awesome stuff that's been prepared by some really faithful people, some great presenters who present little God spots for us, usually linked to a theme of the gospel that we've, uh, that we've got each and every week. Of course, we always start with scripture and then that's built upon hopefully right throughout the show as we try and roughly get a bit of a theme linked to the gospel. And it's a gospel this week that's set down for the readings in church for the 15th Sunday in ordinary time right around the world in the Catholic Church. We're a bunch of crazy Catholics who are contributing to this wonderful ministry of uh, Christian radio. Lots of people get it as a podcast each every week too. And this week we're breaking open Matthew 13, 1 to 23. That beautiful parable of a sower went out to sow. And we're going to be hearing from Father Benedict McKenzie. He's going to give us a bit of advice of what it means to be a sower of seeds and what we're called to as mature Christians in being part of that process of, of sowing seeds, the seeds of the gospel. We're also going to be hearing from Father Dave Callahan. He's got a great story for us called Where's Wally? And finding God in the mix of all of the confusion, the God who's hiding in plain sight often. Trish McCarthy's going to talk to us about the gift of silence. Really looking forward to hearing some stuff from Father Mike Delaney today. He's from down in Tassie. God in the Everyday is his segment. He's, he's got uh, a little bit of a story about some learnings that he's got from air travel and what happens when our plans change because of stuff that's beyond our control. Mother Hilda Scott's going to share a memory with us today. That often happens, particularly when you take time to slow down and have a bit of silence. Beautiful thing. And inviting our timeless God into those memories. But to kick us off, we're going to hear the Gospel read by Max Norton. Beautiful parable of the sower, went out to sow. And then from Father Benedict McKenzie, some great music in the mix too. Newsboys, first up, I Speak Jesus, and we'll also be hearing a bit of Third Day and some other great artists all the way through the show. Lots to get through. So glad you've joined us this week. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy, and you're on the journey. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus left the house and sat by the lakeside, but such large crowds gathered round him that he got into a boat and sat there. The people all stood on the beach, and he told them many things in parables. He said, Imagine a sower going out to sow. As he sowed, some seed fell on the edge of the path, and the birds came and ate them up. Others fell on patches of rock where they found little soil and sprang up straight away, because there was no depth of earth. But as soon as the sun came up, they were scorched and, not having any roots, they withered away. Others fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Others fell on rich soil and produced their crop, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. Listen anyone who has ears. Then the disciples went up to him and asked, Why do you talk to them in parables? Because, he replied, the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven are revealed to you, but they are not revealed to them. For anyone who has will be given more, and he will have more than enough. But from anyone who has not, even what he has will be taken away. The reason I talk to them in parables is that they look without seeing and listen without hearing or understanding. So in their case, this prophecy of Isaiah is being fulfilled. You will listen and listen again, but not understand. See and see again, but not perceive. For the heart of this nation has grown coarse. Their ears are dull of hearing, and they have shut their eyes for fear that they should see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their heart, and be converted and be healed by me. But happy are your eyes because they see, your ears because they hear. I tell you solemnly, many prophets and holy men long to see what you see and never saw it to hear what you hear and never heard it. You, therefore, are to hear the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom without understanding, 
the evil one comes and carries off what was sown in his heart. This is the man who received the seed on the edge of the path. The one who received it on the patches of rock is the man who hears the word and welcomes it at once with joy. But he has no root in him. He does not last. Let some trial or some persecution on account of the word and he falls away at once. The one who received the seed in the thorns is the man who hears the word, but the worries of this world and the lure of riches choke the word, so he produces nothing. And the one who received the seed in rich soil is the man who hears the word and understands it. He is the one who yields a harvest and produces now a hundredfold, now sixty, now thirty. The Gospel of the Lord. And now, the Gospel Reflection with Father Benedict McKenzie. Notice that amongst the options outlined in this parable, our Lord doesn't say, imagine a sower who kept all his seeds in his pocket. Whoever this sower is, he was made to sow seeds. And he can't avoid it, he just does it. Some people think they can avoid conflict and tension in life by not taking sides or by not committing themselves to serious choices, especially when it comes to God or actually living out the gospel or proclaiming it to others. But there's no option for not committing ourselves or avoiding taking sides because by choosing not to choose, we're already choosing and we bear the responsibility and consequences of that non-commitment. We're always sowing seeds, whether with our witness or with our influence. We can't help it. No, Jesus' parable of the seed and the sower is more a matter of advanced tips for when we set out to spread the word. It's advice that we'll encounter more resistance in more subtle ways than we might be prepared for. And we should plan accordingly for those whom we're trying to feed with God's love, wisdom and grace. In the extended version of this gospel, Jesus goes on to make explicit to his apostles what these dangers are. Firstly, hearing God's word without understanding. That leads to quick forgetting of his message. We need, dear friends, to find someone who can explain it properly to ourselves or to the confused loved ones we are trying to strengthen. Secondly, impatient over-enthusiasm with God's word that doesn't allow enough time for the life of grace to settle deeply enough into our heart to attach, to build substance and hard-won virtue into our lives. No substance means no strength of resistance to very real pressures and persecutions that are guaranteed to test our loyalty to Jesus. As St. Augustine says, we need to grow not only in our doing good, but we need to grow in our ability to endure evil. And so will all our spiritual children to whom we hand on the gospel. Third, mature Christians can still be seduced or intimidated away from following the word of God by our three spiritual enemies. The peer pressure of the fallen world around us, our own inner broken attraction to sin, and the cunning strategies, pressure and tactics of a spiritual enemy who sees more deeply than humans do and wants us not to do God's will more vehemently than any human does. No, rich soil needs to be cultivated. It needs to be cut deep, to have nutrients patiently mixed in deep as well, even after the seeds have been sown in there. Understanding God speak to us additionally requires grace and prayer. And getting to heaven as a disciple also requires follow-through, living a moral life, loving one's neighbour, and sharing God's message unto 30, 60, even a hundredfold of the grace that we ourselves have received. You're listening to The Journey, music, interviews and wisdom for living life to the full. Presence. 
to The Journey, music, interviews and wisdom for living life to the full. Now, Wisdom from the Abbey with Mother Hilda. A memory came out of the blue the other day. Perhaps it's a sign of getting old. The image concerned a girl who was in my class in high school. Her name was Sabina. She was Italian. She had a younger brother. I think her family had a market garden because that was the kind of area she came from. Her mother couldn't speak English, and Sabina had to go everywhere with her, even to the doctor. I think she found it quite embarrassing, actually. Even as a 12-year-old, which was when she and I came to our new high school, she had the look of an old Italian lady. She wore her cardigan over her shoulders. She had earrings, the rest of us didn't in those days, and she spoke like someone far older than her years. She didn't have many friends either. Sabina wasn't the kind of girl you could warm to. There was a reserve about her. Her lunch, though immaculately packed, was different to ours too. Now, the image that haunted me was this. I can see her in our classroom. She was sitting not far from me and she was in trouble. I don't remember why, but I saw her go back to her seat and pull out this perfectly ironed handkerchief and discreetly wipe her eyes. Nothing to draw attention to herself, 
and I realise now she was desperately trying to keep in control. My hard, 13-year-old heart figured she deserved whatever it was and left it at that. Today, however, I can see what I didn't see then. A poor young girl caught between two cultures and unable to relate properly to either. A lonely girl who ached to be understood. A student struggling to cope with the academic standard of this new school. An adolescent largely dealing with life on her own. How much it would have meant to her if I'd gone up at recess and talked to her about nothing in particular, just acknowledged her. The memory haunted me and I felt powerless to do anything. But then it came to me. With God, there is no time. All is one. It's not 1962 for God. It's now. Sabina is hurting now. And God, too, sees the young girl wiping her eyes and hiding her pain. Today I can ask God to do for her what I did not and be for her what I was not. I can ask God to reverse the injury of those days, touch her loneliness, explain the cultural war inside her and bless her with abundant and loving friends. All is far from lost. It seems to me that the older one gets, the more unresolved memories come. They can swamp us with feelings of shame and guilt or they can give us a second chance to right the wrong. And there is no limit on the wrongness. It's as simple as telling God about it. Maybe the memories come as a gift from God so we can make our peace with this world before we leave it. Maybe they're a wake-up call to do what we can now so all the Sabinas of this world know firsthand about the God who sees their aching heart. Maybe we will also understand that he has seen ours too. Thanks so much to Mother Hilda Scott there. A little piece that she entitled A Memory, for good reason, sharing one of her own memories there and then inviting us, just like she did, to be present in that memory, be active still in that memory. The timeless God can still be active and right wrongs and bring healing and can transform us in the present, in the here and now, which is the only time we really can act in to be who we need to be for those that are are drawn into our lives. Beautiful. Thanks so much, Mother Hilda Scott. Thanks before the break to Father Benedict McKenzie, who broke open this week's gospel for us from Matthew 13, that parable, I saw went out to sow. Coming up after the break, we're going to be hearing from one of my favourites, Father Mike Delaney. He's a champion fella, wonderful priest from down in Tasmania, based in Hobart now. Going to be seeing him a little bit later on in the year, and I can't wait when I head down there for a, for a conference and to do a bit of talking myself. Looking forward to being down there in uh, in the Archdiocese of Hobart. And Father Mike's going to talk to us about air travel and how we regularly need to change our plans with stuff that happens that's beyond our control. I think you'll love it. Some more music here, Sila, wonderful, merciful creator. We'll hear some Chris Tomlin in the mix as well after the break. And then I'll be into Father Mike Delaney's talk in his God spot, God in the Everyday. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy. So pleased you've joined us this week on The Journey.
Together on the journey, faith, hope and love for life in all its fullness.
Seeing God in life's everyday events, here's Father Mike Delaney. Recently, I travelled interstate, my first trip since COVID struck three years ago. The airport in Hobart has changed dramatically in those three years and is still undergoing changes. I'm not good at knowing what things will look like at the end of a building process, but I trust they'll make the airport even more attractive to both visitors and locals alike. I have to admit that I am a bit of a people watcher, So sitting in an airport lounge is something that can keep me fascinated for some time. So any flight delays don't cause too much tension or stress. But as I waited for my flight to Sydney for the Divine Renovation Conference, I sat and watched the people in the airport lounge. Some were comfortable with waiting. Some wandered around, seeming not being able to settle. But I particularly enjoyed watching some children who explored and who responded to the arrival of planes as they gazed through the windows, looking at what was happening in that big space outside the building. Now, I'm not a naturally gregarious person, but that day, for some reason, I was looking forward to chatting to whoever I sat beside on the trip to Sydney. Unfortunately, I found that I was in a row by myself, so I resorted to reading on the trip. Waiting in an airport is something that most people are familiar with, but what happened when we arrived in Sydney was a bit different, at least for me. There had been a severe thunderstorm over the Sydney region just prior to our arrival, so we were placed in a holding pattern before being allowed to land. And then when we finally did land, we were placed in a waiting position on the runway whilst the thunder cleared, for no planes were being loaded or unloaded during the storm because of the danger of lightning strikes. We sat there for just about an hour. We heard later that others were there for much longer and the waiting was very different than if I'd actually been in a terminal lounge, because I wasn't sure what was happening, and even though there were updates, we didn't know when it was all going to change. Later, I wondered if what happened that afternoon was anything like other occasions in my life, when things change for whatever reason. For example, I can be on my way somewhere, but something happens, something unexpected, and what I was planning to do has to go on hold. What happens then? That afternoon I continued my reading, but normally I don't make any real response except to sit and wait and wonder what I might do to fill in the time. Then I thought of all the opportunities I'm missing when I have these moments, and I don't make the most of them. When Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane, he asked his disciples to sit and watch with him. When my planned things change, I have the time, but for the most part I don't always take the opportunity to simply be in his presence and watch with him. What do you do when things change and you have time? Do you sit with the Lord and watch? Or do you become agitated and react towards those around you? You have a choice. I hope you choose to be with the Lord. I pray that next time I will. Thanks so much to Father Mike Delaney there. Good fellow, very generous in giving him his time, his talent, his prayerfulness in producing stuff for us to put on the show each and every week, just like all of our, our presenters are, whether they be Mother Hilda Scott or the, the many clergy that are involved in Massview at Home, and we get their content each and every week to, to share on this show as well, courtesy of Daniel Hopper and the guys in the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong and from Southern Cross 10, really grateful to that. More great people coming up after the break. You're going to be hearing from Trish McCarthy and Father Dave Callahan are going to be rounding out the show for us as well. Big cheerio to um, the guys from Men Alive too. I know that they've got their Men Alive to the Max conference on. This weekend up in Brisbane, there are guys from all around Australia who are coming together, bringing all the coals together to reignite the fire in the lives of men, changing the temperature of the church, hopefully, by doing just that. So a big cheerio and prayers assured 
for Robert Falzon, founder of Men Alive, and the many, many good men that are, are running that conference up in Brisbane this weekend, many of whom who've contributed to this show over the almost 10 years that we've been going. Won't be long. We'll be celebrating that very shortly. Our 10th year of the show is coming up. Week 520, next week, 52 weeks in a year. I think that makes 10 years, even with my limited maths skills. Here's a bit more music now. After the break, you'll be hearing from Trish McCarthy. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy, and you're on the journey. Softly and tenderly, Jesus is calling, calling for you and for me. He's waiting and watching, watching for you and for me. Mm-hmm. 
Love and life. This is the journey. And now it's time for Milk and Honey with Trish McCarthy. Be still and know that I am God. When I think of being still, I find it is closely linked with being silent. Silence is a rare thing in our lives these days, but it plays a crucial part in our well being and is something we would do well to pursue with diligence in our lives. Are you comfortable with silence in your life? Are you able to listen with your whole mind, body, and soul? I find it fascinating that the words silent and listen contain the same letters and both find life in each other. Both silence and listening are a gift, one that we can receive but also one we can give. There are several aspects of our being that it is good to learn and be still, not just to give ourselves space but to attune our ear to what God might be saying in and through these areas. Listening to our body, our emotions, listening to our thoughts, listening to the words of others and seeking to understand, pondering the scripture silently in our hearts, having a small verse that we carry each day with us, allowing the daily events to bring it to life. For example, I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. Who is thirsty in my life? Who is asking me to refresh them with my presence, my words, my encouragement, my service in this moment? Take some time today to practice being silent. Or adding some silence into your day. As with all God's gifts and virtues, the more you cultivate this rare and precious gift in your life, the more fruit you will see. Thanks so much to Trish McCarthy there. She spoke about the gift of silence. Be still and know I am God. We've got to do it all the time, every day. Our gentle God comes to us in the silence, so we've got to place ourselves in that situation. We're moving through the show a rate of knots. We've got some more music coming up for you now. Here's the Worship Initiative with their version of of Oceans. I love that song. We're going to hear from Third Day as well. After the break, Father Dave Callahan. He's based up in Darwin now. He's got a bit of a learning from us from those Where's Wally books. Used to love them as a kid. I think kids still do love them. And a bit of a lesson for us from Father Dave about finding God who's often hiding in plain sight. That's after the break. And in the final part of the show, which I really hope you're enjoying... Faith, hope, love and life, we're getting near the end, but so pleased you've joined us this week on The Journey. You call me out upon the waters, the great unknown, where feet may fail, and there I find you in the mystery, in oceans deep. Faith will stand And I will call upon Sovereign hand. 
This is Mandy from Diamond Creek, Victoria, and you're listening to The Journey. on the journey faith hope and love for life in all its fullness here are the missionaries of god's love with the call there is a popular series of children's books called where's wally the whole idea is that you have a picture filled with people and this is not just any ordinary scene it is normally a picture of absolute chaos it is full of mess there are people fighting spilling things bumping into each other And the whole idea is that somewhere in the middle of this chaos, there is a guy called Wally, wearing a red and white striped shirt, looking very calm and peaceful. The trick is to be able to look beyond the chaos and find where Wally is in the midst of everything else. 
Christianity is meant to be like a giant game of Where's Wally? Only instead of looking for a guy in red and white stripes, we are looking for God. God is not sitting off in some pure hygienic heaven, waiting for us to step away from reality to find him. He has come to us, into our mess, so that we can find him here. When Jesus was born, he was born into a cattle shed, full of noise and the stench of animals. If your family sometimes feels a bit like that, then you need to know that Christ is right there with you. You just have to be able to find him in that place. When Jesus rises from the dead and appears to his disciples, they are scared, they are hiding out of fear, they are grieving, and some of them are filled with doubt. But that is where they find him. Sometimes we are so convinced that God has abandoned us that we fail to see that he is standing right in front of us. He is there. He is always there. We need to pray for the grace to see him in our midst and encounter him in every situation in our life. I'm Father Dave Callahan from the Missionaries of God's Love. Find out more about us at mglpriestsandbrothers.org. Neon lights and stained glass windows, old bar stools and back row pews. I ran to one more than the other, but I couldn't outrun you. Trying to fill up all the empty. Trying to numb the pain inside Thinking you'd never forgive me For all those Saturday nights But thank God for Sunday morning Thank God for 316 And the words it read That say you bled And gave your life for me Thank God for a choir singing Somehow you bring dead things back to life And it might look like it's over As a stone over a grave But I've seen you move I'm living proof You still roll stones away Thank God for Sunday morning Thank God for 316 And the words in red That say you bled And gave you life for me Like freedom on my face Really is a new beginning It really is amazing grace Thank God for Sunday morning Thank God for 360 finish up the show there thank god for sunday morning cochran and co thanks so much to father dave callahan there who's, who's taken us out in the show with his little god spot this week in the call and a piece that he's entitled where's wally thanks to max norden who's put this week's show together to all of our contributors next week we've got a bit of a milestone we'll be 10 years of journey programs who'd have thought that started from something as simple as a conversation with our local Christian radio station here in Wollongong 
would turn into over 30 radio stations who now take this show right around the country. Such a privilege and a real honour, and, and I hope the show's blessing you and all the listeners, whether you're listening in through one of the many wonderful partnering Christian radio stations who take the show each and every week, or maybe you listen to it as a podcast. Don't forget, you can go to jcr.org.au. You can get access to past shows there. You can listen to today's show again. Maybe there's a God spot that you want to click on and, and link and send to someone else. Well, you can do all that. It's all free. And we just love contributing to the kingdom of God and to growing discipleship amongst, uh, amongst God's people. We will be doing it all again next week. Faith. Hope. Love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy, and you've been on The Journey. The Journey is presented by Jude Hennessy and produced by Max Norden on Darawal Country in the office of the Bishop for the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong.